Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, one to preserve this sport for our kids. Bringing the stories of the normal guy on small parcels and how he gets it done. Are you just a weekend warrior? You stuck with limited time to hunt and limited time to prep, just like us? Are you trying to figure out how to hunt with kids, work, and families? Then this is a podcast for you. Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Uh, Told you guys, if you listen to the the pre-hunt and post-hunt, that we're going to have Wyatt Brody, but we had a little switch. We got Josh Brody in studio. So, uh... Dude, you even lift, bro. <laughs> Josh Brody's a giant, man. So just to put that out there, he could probably beat me and Ryan both up at the same time with one hand. <laughs> but uh, we're glad he came. We appreciate it. We just called him up short notice, and he drove out to come on. So he's got some nice deer down. Got an awesome buck this year. But we're going to kick it over to Homie for his normal thing he does. For sure, guys. Uh, check us out. You got any questions or comments? Email us whitetail underscore legacy at yahoo, and then uh, of course go to Facebook, find us at whitetail legacy, hit the like button, check us out, just blow it up if you can, and then Instagram whitetail underscore legacy underscore podcast, check it out. Uh, you got a VIP shout out, Cody? Yeah, I want to. I want to call out Johnny C, John Cromer, uh, Uncle Puff. Uncle like Puff, how'd yeah. that come about? I like big, big, big pockets, big money. Uncle Puff, what I call. Him. <laughs> but anyways, uh, he shot fixed blades forever. He asked me what I shot. I told him veterans, and uh, he's like, "Well, buy me a pack," because you know he's not real good on the internet. He's fifty-two or fifty-three, so right on. So I bought him a pack, and uh, he was shooting a broadhead. I'm not going to say the name, but uh, he was not having any accuracy at all with it. And I told him. He's he was he shot a buck with a bow, but then he kind of went just gun only. And hopefully we can have him on the podcast because he's got some good stories. But he was he he was just flinging arrows everywhere. So I said, man, you need to switch to these veterans. And 
And the first time he got out of the box, he was cutting arrows with, with the broadheads. So, I mean, and I shoot him out to 60 yards like field points. I, I haven't pushed any further because I'm not 100% sure I could hit a 3D <laughs> target past that. So I don't like to waste broadheads. But uh, we're going to shout out Johnny C. He bought a pack. Hopefully he buys some more. But I hope we can have him on because I'd like to like yeah. to hear that first buck story. Dude, the first buck story <laughs> is awesome. But Josh, you got a, you got a first deer story, Josh? Not really. Not really. I, uh, first one I shot was with a gun. Uh, big eighties on the wall. Of course, nowadays I probably wouldn't even amount to him. But that was the first deer, deer you, ever. First deer you have to, yeah. Shit. Yep. Uh, that was back back when we used to push deer a little more. And, uh, yeah, I was thirteen or fourteen years old. Heck yeah, thirteen, fourteen years old with a mounter. Man, I'm I like that. But. I would have mounted at thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, on this podcast, we kind of like to ask, you know, uh, Josh, he he works full-time. He's a conductor or engineer conductor. I'm a conductor. He's a conductor for the railroad, and uh, he's got crazy hours on call all the time, and he's got a little girl. So uh, you got any tips to get out in the field more often with work and kids and, and how you do that? Well, just get out there when I can, and uh, if it doesn't work out for me, I just stay out of there. I don't force it. I... Uh, Try to make sure that the wind and everything's still right, and um, you know I kind of like to uh, stay out of there if it's not. You know I don't like I said I don't push it. Um, if it doesn't work out for me, it doesn't work out, and sometimes I I feel like I can credit that to uh, why I see more deer because I am staying out of there. You know so, I feel like a lot of people really really like to push it. Like of course October first comes around, everybody's jacked up, everybody's ready to go, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you can go, That that's cool, but you just got to barely creep in there, you know, if, oh, it, yeah. if it ain't right. On I the mean, edges or something. Don't, don't think about that November 10th that you had last year, because that stand is not going to be what it was mm. on November 10th. You're going to ruin it before you even get started. Exactly, then you come around like, it's November 10th, I'm going in, and it's junk, because you're you were in there too early. So Yeah, every, every story you're here, you know, a lot of them are, first set in the stand of the year or second set in the stand you know so that's good you ever you ever get your daughter out and hunt yet or how old is she she's uh gonna be seven in february uh i have not had her out hunting deer yet uh this christmas i just got her a lot of camo get her set up um i've had her out locating turkeys and driving around looking for deer and everything just trying to ease her into the sport i'm um, getting her excited she's got a a new bow and um, like I said, she's getting all decked out, and I'm definitely getting her out in the, at least the blind next year. I don't really have a good stand set up for her yet, but did um, she did she show some interest just from you being out there and coming home in camo, or did oh did yeah, she, she, I uh, mean, you kind of put it on her, she put it on you. Oh or? yeah, she's been talking about it a lot. Um, I'm trying to get her in the outdoors, you know, the scene a little bit more. Um, she's uh, she is really excited about it. Uh, I don't know. She she does seem uh, pretty interested in coyote hunting with me too. I don't know if I want to get her out in this cold. But, <laughs> yeah, I was saying, but, not yeah, tonight. Yeah, it's chilly out there. For sure. know, I don't have enough warm clothes for her, but uh, I don't know. Those those little kids like that. Uh, it seems like that cold doesn't even half bother them most of the time. Yeah. So, yeah, my kid's playing in the snow. I'm like, dude, I'm cold. We need to go in. He's like, no. <laughs> and then it's a ten minute fit when I get him inside. He's like, I'm not taking my jacket off. 
I'm gonna show you. Just kicking his boots off, yeah. snows on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> well, and a good thing about coyote hunting too is, uh, you know, you sit for 10, 15 minutes, and if you get cold, you just stand up, walk back to your truck. And yeah. I don't, like I don't go off walking miles at a time by any means. So yeah. most of the properties that I coyote hunt are fairly quick and easy to get into. So yeah. I might give it a try if it warms up a little bit. But yeah, this zero degree weather, it's it's almost too cold for me with a with a good wind. So. Yeah. Anytime you can get a kid started in the outdoors or give them the idea of, you know, my nephews, they're always like, when can I go deer hunting? They're like, four. I'm like, ah, two more years or three or four, you know, when you can sit down more than five minutes, you know. But It ain't going to be fair when Rainer's out there when he's four. I know. (laughs) I know you're going to have him out there. I'm going to try to get him out there (laughs) quick. But uh, You said your first buck was a shotgun kill, right? Yeah. And then you got another nice one with the shotgun too, correct? Uh, no, actually, uh, after that, um, the only good bucks I've shot have been with a bow, and no. because of that, I kind of quit shotgun hunting altogether, and I haven't I haven't bought a gun tag for probably the last five or six years now. So, uh, yeah, I primarily just bow hunt now. Yeah, and, I, don't. Uh, I don't know. I, I got a gun tag a couple years back, but, you know, once you bow hunt, it's just, gun hunting's just not as fun. It's a family thing for us, but I uh, I just don't get too excited unless it's going to be a giant. I'm not even going to bother with it. I say that's so. kind of kind of what I'm going into. The wife just got her hunter certification, and I've I've got more into bow hunting hard, and I think now it's just going to be more of getting her on a deer now. And then you know if I don't get it done with a bow, I guess I guess I don't get it done with a bow. <laughs> <laughs> you know? well, I mean, but if it's a 180, I'd be like, nah, babe, let's just let's just <laughs> calm down here, you know. I'm going to be bringing my bow every day to the stand. We set a lot of doubles, he said. Yeah, like opening season this year, she, I mean, we had a gun, and I took my bow. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, so, but, yeah, I got that to look forward to now, yeah. and so I think I'll be be a little more selective, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you shot a you shot a really nice buck this year. What what that buck score? Uh, we got a rough score of uh, 168 and 7.8s. Um, it had 20 inches of uh, non-typical points, so that yeah. really, you know, and it did have a 23 and a quarter inch spread, so that really, really helped it score. Tine link could have used a little help, but definitely the biggest deer I've shot with a bow, and um, I'm definitely proud of it. Put a good shot on him, didn't have to look for him too hard, so it was a win all the way around. But, yeah, um kind of kind of walk us through how that hunt went you know what what was the wind the weather if you could remember you know and kind of what was your stand set up go in detail all right well i i got out there pretty early um it was a kind of a cloudy day drizzling so i figured deer might be getting out moving early so i raced out there after work as, as quick as i could get out there i still got out there i think i shot it about four o'clock so i was out there pretty early and that was before the time change so I was definitely out there in a stand pretty early um, walking out to my stand this stands the uh, the furthest from where I park it is on the back of the property so on my way out for some reason we have a uh, wild hog running around I don't I don't know where it come from but dude I want to see you a hog dude oh it, it, it's a big boy we got him on trail camera now too but uh, that is sweet I stood there and it was the first time I'd seen him, so I had no idea what it was. I just seen this big white thing out in the field, clear across the field, probably 300 yards, and couldn't figure out what it was. 
my first thought was albino because I've never seen or heard of a hog being around up there. So I contemplated on putting the stock on this thing, and I thought, you know what? He isn't going anywhere. I came out here to deer hunt, so just looked at him through the binoculars for a few seconds and uh, proceeded on to my stand. And I uh, got to my stand, crawled up in there, and uh, I had this dead branch right in front of my, my tree stand. Just a little one, but it's about six feet in front of me, far enough that I can't reach out and grab it. And it's right in my shooting lane and uh, so I once I got up there I pulled my bow up I hung my bow up I decided to go ahead and knock an arrow just in case because you know that's exactly when a deer is going to come in when you're not ready so I uh, got my bow hung up on the on the hanger knocked an arrow uh, I was pulling my bow rope up again it fell down you know pulling it back up because I'm going to try to throw this and if I can't see, get this thing to wind around that dead branch and try to break it off in front of me, it's the only way I can reach it. <laughs> that is sweet, dude. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Trying to lasso. <laughs> Indiana Jones a branch. That's a new technique that you heard first. Whitetail Legacy Podcast right here. Oh, yeah. Well, so I, as soon as I bend over to or lean over to grab the rope, I just happen to glance up, and I'm, I already see a, a deer coming at me. He's already... 45 50 yards away of course it's like i said it's drizzling out so he's quiet i can i luckily his his horn showed up pretty well because i couldn't hear him and uh i knew he was wide so i thought well probably a pretty good deer i need to at least get ready so i slowly turned around grabbed my bow got ready i went ahead and stood up and uh by the time all this is done he's only about 25 yards in front of me behind a tree and he had Fortunately, it stopped, so it kind of gave me a little bit of a, a little bit of time to get prepared. And he's coming in just perfect, coming in exactly. He's southeast of me, and it was a a good uh, southeast wind actually, so it's blowing the exact opposite of where he's at. And uh, he comes right out in my shooting lane, and uh, he paused just before that shooting lane for about 15, 20 seconds, and it kind of made me nervous. I'm already at full draw. And uh, he just kind of looking out in the field. I'm hunting uh, the tip of a timber where it kind of eases out into the field. It just slowly opens up and then the field. So I think he was just investigating what's out in that field before he decided to step out in the clearing. And uh, he decided to keep on moving. So he comes in about 15 yards in front of me right in my shooting lane. And I, uh, I decided not to stop him. He's walking pretty slow. Um, I've heard stories of deer getting spooked that close and I wasn't going to take a chance so uh, I put it right on his shoulder let it fly and uh, heard a big smack and he takes off circles my tree and uh, runs right back into the timber and just out of sight um, I heard some crashing and uh, it's still early so I was kind of contemplating what I wanted to do I went ahead and sat up there a little bit longer let him go ahead and die or you know whatever and I didn't want to go race down there even as excited as I was I, I held tight and I knew that I still had plenty of hunting time left too so I went ahead and knocked another arrow and uh, sent out a message to my brother you know let him know I heard a good one and um, just see if any of them might have been close in case I need some help tracking or loading or whatever and uh, one of them was uh, 
pretty close actually so uh, I just went ahead and sat in the stand until he got out there and and um, I went ahead and crawled down look for my arrow I always look for my arrow first and then go from there just gives the deer even that much more time and uh, actually couldn't find my arrow so I started looking for blood can't find blood right away and uh, I knew where he ran so I wouldn't I wasn't too uh, too worried about it but I uh, still like to kind of blood trail even though I don't normally need to well I mean you you just get the practice yeah it's fun it's still fun to do it's just kind of and then I like to see what kind of blood I have too you know I I, I, when he's running I couldn't quite tell where I hit him I mean I'm pretty confident in the shot you know but I still like to have a little extra security or you know a little little bit just you know like to know exactly what's going on what I'm dealing with and that way it's like I told I told Ryan the other day I said when you shoot your bow, I mean, you shoot a lot, you know. I shoot a lot. When you shoot your bow and then you shoot at a buck, there's like a few seconds there. You're like, I think I shot that deer really good, but I'm not 100% positive. It's like your muscle memory kicks in, your adrenaline's running, and you just you just draw back and you, you find it and you shoot. And you're like, all right, I think that was good. You know, I'm I'm never 100% like, oh, yeah, I smoked that deer. I And, and even on the video that this year that I shot that buck, I'm like, that was money. <laughs> but, I mean, he was just super close, so I got to see the arrow in him after he ran. But, uh, yeah, you're, there's always that second, you know, you're, even if you know a buck and you hear it crash, you can't find blood, you're always second guessing, man. Maybe that, maybe it was a little further back. Maybe I should wait. It's just, it's just so many, so many options there that you have. Go, and, yeah. yeah and, you know, and. And I don't know if you've jumped any bucks and you shot, but I have, so it's definitely makes you a little queasy when you're going after. But go ahead and continue your story. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I when the deer took off, I uh, didn't see an arrow in him, so I was still pretty confident that the arrow stuck in the ground somewhere. And uh, I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't find any blood right away. So then I just decided to go ahead and. Uh, take the shortcut and just start heading towards where the deer took off and there's one main trail that runs runs through the area that he went through kind of tend to stay out of it's a bedding area but there's one main trail that runs in and uh, generally a a wounded deer is going to take the easiest path if you can so I just kind of headed down that path and uh, I'm still only 30 yards behind my tree at this point starting to finally walk away from it and uh, I start finding a little bit of blood and then uh, just every step I take it just starts pouring out it's dark red blood it's you know it's real good blood so I knew I hit him real good started getting excited again and uh, just walked up over the the little hill there in the timber and sure sure he's laying right there so and uh, I walk up to him and of course I you know look at his rack a little bit and never seen this deer so it's kind of and he was you know pretty unique so it wasn't wasn't uh, anything to overlook by any means, so I no. uh, and I ended up rolling his body over, and he's got two holes in him, so I know that arrow's still back there somewhere. So, <laughs> so my, about this time, my brother started—I can hear him coming out through the field. So I, uh, I told him, I said, "Here, just stand, stand down here underneath my stand, when I'm gonna crawl back up in there, and uh, I'll try to direct you to where I shot that deer." So he walks over there, and I said, well, stop right there. It should be right there in front of you, and that little tuft of grass or something. And and uh, he starts looking around, and he can't find it, and just 
puzzles me at this point. I have no idea what's going on. And then just uh, he turns around and it just happened to be about eight feet behind him. So I don't know if it kind of deflected a little bit as it's passing through the deer or what. But arrow ended up in a, a little further than I thought it would. But uh, found my arrow and uh, got a good clean pass through. Put a good shot on the deer. He ran probably total 60 yards. And uh, I don't know, probably one of the easiest deer that I've I've killed, you know, finding. Uh, big deer, anyway. Uh, I mean, does are usually pretty pretty simple, but yeah, seems but, like yeah. the does don't have enough ump to get out and run like a buck does, man. Yeah, and a and a good buddy of mine shot a deer two weeks prior to that, and he had a hell of a time finding his. He put a bad shot on it, left it overnight. You know, couldn't sleep, and I was just thankful that I didn't have to go through all yeah, that. Yeah, I'm hoping man. I talked to him. He wants to come on the podcast. Good, good. I, I want that story to get out there. That story yeah. is nuts. Uh, what did he say? He he shot a put a bad shot on it and then and then uh, they were they tracked it the next day and they end up getting the deer but it's a it's a cool story I don't want to ruin it because he's gonna come on sometime. it was an overnight deal yeah, yeah he left oh, it overnight yeah. Yeah. and there was three the there were three deals. of us looking so if uh, I I honestly don't feel if if there would have been two of us looking it wouldn't have been a successful ending to that story so yeah the guy got lucky is all I could say it's yeah. an awesome deer on on ground that. Uh, you wouldn't think it would be shot on, so I mean it's 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 awesome that he got it, but uh, we'll save that for the podcast. Hopefully, he comes on. That's that's a good one, man. But uh, that was Jeremy, right? Yeah, yeah. I talked actually, to him. It, if if possible, it'd be nice to get all three of us on here. Yeah, that'd know? be sweet. Yeah, because I'm sure you know there's different 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 story. angles yeah, different and angles uh, story. You know, that's a story that yeah. could be told because that's a wild story. And it, I tell you what, if you weren't weren't there, it's hard to believe that that that's how it happened. But if if Jeremy had any more luck, it would have just jumped right in the back yeah. of his truck for him. He got the, he got it on the <laughs> shot on video, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, just uh, just on his phone, just a little phone phone video, and uh, it really helped that he shoots a. Luminoc too, so you could definitely yeah, pause and see, see right where that arrow's hitting and everything, because it was a little hazy of a video, but yeah, but sure. uh, yep, it worked out pretty well for him. So yeah, hopefully we can get him on here. Yeah. All right, we got a, another visitor on the podcast. So what? What's up? Nothing. I mean, you just jumped right into it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I man, I just jumped right into it. No time for editing, <laughs> right? I got to make it hard on the editing guy. He gets paid big money. <laughs> Damn, I better just. I, like to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at him, man. But yeah, we got another visitor just come in, hanging out, listening to the podcast. He might be able to say a couple words later. I don't know. I said we told him to be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna get back into this. Uh, can you don't you don't don't go into real deep depth on your property so we don't give all your secrets away. But kind of, how's your property kind of set up? You know where you're hunting, so. Guys can get a feel of what you got. I need I need longitude latitude here. <laughs> get a good feel for it. <laughs> well, I'm a. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, the farmer that I lease the ground from, he plants corn on corn every year, so that's all I get to hunt is corn. And uh, it's uh, it's pretty good. I don't even know how many acres it is. It's pretty good size, but there's a lot of timber on it, and it's the timber is broken up into three sections. So that makes it easy too, um, not just tromping through one timber all the time, but uh, and then the field runs right up the middle between the timbers. So that makes it pretty easy getting into a lot of my stands. And uh, I don't know, uh, depending on the wind, uh, you know, northwest winds really not very good for it. So um, 
I try to hunt everything but that if I can. I got a couple stands that Northwest Wind works for, but but uh, this year uh, the corn they were a little later getting the corn out, so I wasn't able to get in there and hunt as easy. It's uh, hard to get in there when they haven't picked their corn yet, so. Uh, it kind of forces me to stay out, which I think actually paid off a lot this year. I went in there trying to shoot does early or, or anything like that. I kept my brothers out, too, so uh, that's always a win. <laughs> yeah. yeah me, and, me and Ryan were talking earlier, and he's he might be his, his piece might be selling, and we might be going in on a lease together. And I told him, I said, we can lease it, but, I mean, there's going to be we, – we can't hunt it until it's right because it's a small piece. It's, it's a money piece, but if you're going in there in October – it's over you know oh, yeah. i mean so that yeah. that has a lot to say you know hunt, hunting the right conditions like you do you know a lot of guys out there and i get it man i mean everybody loves to hunt but you know you got a south wind and you got no stands for a south wind but you're like i'm gonna risk it and go in you know and then they want to shoot big deer in the rut and it's just it just don't happen i got people that ask me they're like when i shot my buck this year that was the second time you hunted your lease right yeah, it was. You know, it was the second time I hunted it, but it was the second time I hunted it on perfect conditions, and that was the first set in the stand that I just hung that summer. You know, and, and I knew I knew that the bucks were close, but I hunted 12 days on state ground before that, you know. So I found ways to hunt, and then I got some other little pieces. I hunted the East Galesburg piece and shot a doe and turkey and stuff. But, yeah, like you said, staying out, that means a lot. So, Josh, you said you don't have a, a lot of stands set up for a northwest wind, which we have quite a bit. It's either northwest or out of the south, is what it seemed like last yeah, three years. Know, yeah. This south wind has come out of nowhere, really. But So, what, what wind are you looking for to hunt your peas? Well, generally, uh, I, I do have a couple stands that I can hunt with northwest wind, but uh, to enter my property, I come from the south, and... Generally, the, you know, coming from the south, um, my wind will carry right up through the field. and It won't go through the timbers that much. So uh, I do like to hunt south and east winds primarily, or those are my favorite anyway. But um, like I said, I, I've got stands set up for about any wind. If I, if you know, if I get time to get out there, I'm, I'm going to try. You know, I only get so much time off work or, you know, whatnot. So I have to, I do have to capitalize on the time I do get. So. Hashtag super pool. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so, uh, but uh, southeast is probably my favorite. Um, it seems like with the northwest wind, uh, if we're hunting, you know, on a, on a timber edge or something, it usually blows right out in the field, pretty much where we're expecting deer to come out, and we're, if we're on the other timber, it's blowing right through the timber, so. But, um, yeah, northwest is usually your prevailing winds but it didn't seem like we had that many this this year at least when i got got out there to hunt we had a lot of south and east winds and that's what me and homie were saying i my my lease is unhuntable on a south wind i mean yeah we, we got to do something because the last two years it's just been, it's just been south during the ruts it's been south southeast southeast that's like the worst wind and it seems like every time we get a little bit of snow or we, cold temps. There's like an east the day before. <laughs> it like, is, what is yeah, that? You know, yeah, a little, a little east. You're thinking cold weather. You're thinking northwest. You know, northwest. I got all my stands are set up for northwest. I mean, every one of them. So I got to switch something up. I, yeah, I got a I got an afternoon stand at my piece. Now that I think about it, it's, it's good for a south wind just in the afternoon, like in the morning. That's 
that's terrible. Yeah. But afternoon, the way that they're going to move, that's perfect. And it's crazy how that that is. I mean, yeah. e- even though you know a deer can come from anywhere at any time doing whatever it wants, and all, it it don't matter. It don't matter. But in that afternoon. If it's a south wind, I, I can go hunt there, and I don't feel bad about it. Yeah, yeah. If it's blowing towards the field, I mean, you're, you're good to go. Is that the corner stand? Yeah, that's my, that's my morning spot. Yeah, yeah. But the morning spot, when the deer are moving, I need that northwest, that north. Yeah. I mean, I, I could get a northeast wind or an, even an east wind with the way that they're moving and still be fine just on the east or uh Northeast. Just gonna ruin your neighbor's hunt. I'm gonna have to. Sh- I'm gonna have to shoot him before they get to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But you, uh, you said you put an awesome shot on that buck. What, what bow are you shooting this year? I know uh, you're shooting something a little different. Yeah, yeah. this year I, uh, I decided to uh, try out an obsession. I've heard a lot of good things about obsession. Uh, for the last probably six, seven years or so, I uh, shot elite, and uh, I still like elite, but um, I kind of wanted something a little faster. I didn't think. Lee came out with a, a real enticing bow this past year, so I uh, decided to try something, something different, and uh, I loved it. I uh, I shot it real well. Um, it I don't know. It just it felt good, uh, fast. Uh, I like the I like the camo patterns even. So, uh, but it it it's, it is really. A good bow. And, Where are you uh, looking for more speed over? Uh, you know, I know elites made you know known for their back wall. Yep, yep. And, I mean, and were you looking for more speed? Very, bottom line, just looking for more speed there. Yeah, and obsession has a, a pretty good back wall as well. They do that, remind I have me. not pulled one back. Yeah, so uh, elites bulletproof. Uh, they are a really solid bow. Um, never have issues with them at all. And uh, but they're a little heavier too, which. Sometimes I like a heavier bow. Just depends on what it is. But I also have a very long draw length. I shoot uh, 31 inches, and um, I have to shoot a 34 inch bow, axle to axle, you know, for basically to kind of make up for that. And they came. Obsession has a uh, a Huracan out this year. It's a long draw, long draw bow. So I decided to give that a try. It was uh, the IBO on it's pretty fast, fast. So. I decided to go ahead and uh, order one of them and uh, just try something different. I loved it. Um, nothing, nothing wrong with Elite at all. I just uh, wanted to give this a try, a and Ready you know what? Change, I, I shot it real well this year. Um, aside from you know shooting the deer, I, I was really impressed with the bow itself, and uh, I think uh, probably probably shoot Obsession again this next year. I get a new bow every year. I, I'm one of those guys. I don't. <laughs> oh. I, I don't know Baller. why. I just, I just, uh, they depreciate so quick, so I just upgrade every year. Are you right-handed or left-handed? I'm right-handed. Oh man, I'm looking Sign for, up. I'm looking yeah. for a new bow. <laughs> I know, I know. They can hand me down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a deal here on the podcast, but I would yeah. say I'll, I'll shoot obsession, I guess. <laughs> are you? Are you shoot a single pin or a multi pin? I shoot a single pin. Do you? Uh, I've shot an HHA site for probably five or six years, and I actually upgraded this year to. Uh, they're king pins. They're higher end single pins, so no real reason. Just had a little extra money and figured I'd. You like it? You like something. the single pin? I do like it. He I said love he it. loves the single pin. I've been I've been shooting multi pin forever, and I think Ryan and he little you you talked to me into it. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna Dude, buy one, try it out. That when you when you get full draw, I mean, obviously you're 
you're stoked, you're getting trying to get downrange, and <laughs> you get that single pin out there, dude. It's yeah, it's nothing to look at. Right. Just nothing. Yeah. yeah, dude. Just line it up. That's all you got to do. And I don't. I don't know if it's a single pin that necessarily sells me as much as the vertical pin. I like a vertical oh, pin. Oh yeah, instead of I don't like covering the deer up. You know, I yeah, like to just park point. it right behind the, the leg. And you know, I never thought about that, really. Yeah, yeah. it is a vertical yeah, pin. All, is. all, you know, all my multi pins are. And mine, yeah. mine shot fast enough this year that you know, having a twenty yard mark and then a thirty yard mark, you know, it, they're you barely move it at all. It's not even worth adjusting it in yeah. the field, you know, on the fly. So, um, I usually just side it in for twenty, twenty five yards, and I leave it at that. Um, I don't, I won't shoot past thirty for the most part, so I'm not too worried about it, but. See, so yeah, what I what I do this year is like you know I'm sitting in the stand. I just range like where I the deer should be. It never happens, <laughs> but you know just range where they should be, and I just kind of set it at that. Yep. And then you know, it kind of, I mean, this is my first year with it. It kind of brought me a little bit of anxiety sitting there because I'm just like, man, if a deer don't come there, I'm gonna have to range it again, <laughs> and oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to adjust this and that. But then again. I mean, I had deer come not where I w- had ranged it, and I didn't have time to range it, and that just goes back to knowing your equipment. I mean, if you if you shot a hundred times at twenty five yards and you're two inches high, okay, well, deer comes at a fifteen yards. Well, I mean, yeah, you just make your own adjustment. Leave oh, the man. pin, leave the pin set at twenty five yards because that's where you've got it set at, and just aim lower yeah. on the deer. Yep. You just got to know your equipment and get yeah, comfortable. Yeah, compensate it. Compensate yeah. for it. Yeah, I mean, it's no different than just shooting with a gun. Yeah. I mean, well, my stand, if it's out there at 120 yards, you're going you're gonna to lob it up there. Yeah, my stand setup that I shot that deer in, um, it's kind of a natural funnel where they come out. It's They come out in the low spot in the timber and then come out into the field. And a few years back, a tree had fallen down right into the bottom, and they have naturally walked around the point of that tree. And when they do that, it it automatically forces them to come within 15 yards of that stand. So it's a pretty good setup for that reason too. That if they're not 15 yards, they're going to be 50 yards. So yeah, I like that setup on your property there. That that pinch down to that field edge. A lot of a couple nice bucks have been shot there by everybody. Yeah, think. yeah. Actually, two this year. Yeah, uh, my brother shot a good one with a gun there. So. Yeah, Not to, I mean, I know we kind of moved on from that, but back to the single pin. What's the difference? What's the major difference between the optimizer light and the kingpin? Uh, I know. I think the kingpin's got an actual dial. Well, I have a, a second and third axis adjustment on my my kingpin. Yeah, the kingpin has a dial on it too, versus just a slider. The slide. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, but uh, it's the housing's different. Which is on the optimizer light, you can get two different housing sizes, but. Um, I have the smaller housing, and uh, it stuck out away from my bow further. And uh, I had a, a good buddy of mine, Corey LaRose. He uh, lives in Watauga. I had him set it all up for me, and he uh, he sets up a lot of a lot of uh, pro shooters. So he, he had it set up and dialed in pretty well. And actually, I shot a 70-pound bow this year, and I had it back down to 65 pounds, which is unlike me. I usually like to shoot topped out, but... He uh, he had it set up real well, and uh, he said I he left it at 65 pounds and said you can turn it up, but your your groups will start opening up. He said it's he's he tuned it 
real well for me, and so I I took his word for it. He knows and a lot more to about hook it. Me than up I with do. this guy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's yeah. Shout out on the podcast. Yep, give him a case of beer, and he'll set your bow up for you. Hey, and, and I'm in. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm in. Yep. That sounds like a good dude. But yeah, I I uh, I like shooting a bow, and I go to a lot of shoots. But when it gets into the technical setting up stuff, and I'm I'm not I'm not there yet on that level, you know. But I'd like to be someday, you know. But yep. Are you are you gonna get a new bow next year? I don't know. But depends on the old lady what she says. You know, everybody can make oh, fun no. of me for saying that. Hey, but hey, hey, you know it. Look oh, at yeah. you oh, yeah. acting like he don't know. Right, <laughs> no, homie knows. I do. I do. We got kids. I got a kid on the way, man. Shit, you sure. never know for sure. All you gotta do is have her just hit another deer, and then you know, <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, the first time, just hit another deer with a car, and then Babe. I'll say my bowstring broke. <laughs> Babe, I gotta go to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I talked about it. I got a bonus this year. So, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about it. You know, I got a little. I know. I just know you talked about it. A little reflex. I, mean, I, I don't was, know what I'm going. I'm gonna go. I'm, I, there ain't very many obsession dealers around here. There aren't any. I, I'd like to shoot one, but see, I'm left-handed. So for me to have them order in someone left-handed is just just it's just hard to do. You know. I mean, I'm not getting too far off the Hoyt wagon here, but I did hear that Elite is doing the Elite Challenge. I think that's what they called it. Yeah. And you can just have one shipped to any dealer. I've seen that. Anywhere. You, you think any, there's any archery shop, you can have it shipped there and shoot it. If you don't buy it, they'll mail the son of the gun back. You think it, even if it's not an elite dealer? I We need to look into Dude, that. Dude, that's, that's what I heard. That's, that's what, what I heard. heard. That just seems like elite. Well, last, last I knew, Chillicothe, he's an obsession dealer and an elite dealer. Oh, really? So you could probably go over there and shoot both of them. Bundle try deal. Both of them out. She's Matthew, or he, you know, has Helium. Matthews over there. You know, I think you can put a lot of them side by side. Yeah, man, that sounds like a good place to shoot. You said that's in Chillicothe. Yeah, Chillicothe. They he usually has quite a few brands. He usually keeps up with uh, the current, the current market. So Heck yeah, you, know, you have he, all of them in one stop. You oh, know? Yeah. I'd only go to Griswold just because it's close and I like him. But I I drive Chillicothe to be able to shoot some stuff. Like I was talking to Ryan. I don't know if I want. Uh, I'm kind of like a the most rookiest. Uh, filmer of deer hunting you've ever met. I do it just because it's a blast and it's fun. But uh, the rookiest what? The rookiest deer filmer. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Ever. Oh no, you ain't seen my film. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it's yeah. bad. Yeah. But hey, I'm trying. I'm having a blast doing it, and uh, there might be more coming there that you know next year for that. But I'm torn between a new bow and uh, and uh, video equipment. Uh, my bow's got three Pope and Youngs down the last three years, so I'm like, do I change? Or just let it ride. I'm, but I mean, I do a lot of 3D shoots. I've been talking about getting these guys to come with me to some 3D shoots, and uh, oh, we're gonna do a lot of 3D shoots. Yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna have podcast challenges coming up. Oh man, he's calling me out. He's about to lose. I was saying, <laughs> I'm gonna get smoked. But yeah. I'm still up for the challenge every week. Well, uh, let's go into another question here for Josh. It, this might be a little hard for you, but is there anything different that you think you do that makes you successful? To being a normal guy, I know that you said that you go in and hunt only the right conditions. But there's, is there anything else you think you do? Like, I think something I do is like my scent control is insane. I'm like big on that, and my access. If my access isn't right on a property, I just I might as well not even hunt it because it's just in my brain. If I can't get in there without not spooking a deer, it's just not even worth going in. So, is there anything that you think you might do that makes you successful? be honest with you not not really i uh this year i was pretty lazy with my scent control um i usually just try to play the wind 
Uh, I play the win regardless, obviously, but uh, I think this year we had a lot of luck because the corn was up. Uh, Jared had a full-time job, so he could only hunt on weekends. <laughs> uh, Wyatt shot a doe early, and after that, he kind of he stayed out of the timber, so they weren't being pressured. Uh, the corn didn't get didn't get cut till probably the third week of October, right about the time rut starting to fire up, and uh, it was just all good timing, really. Um, this year uh, seemed like we had a little warmer weather early on, too, and I, I hate hunting in warm weather, so I, I told myself, you know, just stay out of it, and uh, not, you know, I didn't eat any deer meat, so I didn't try to go get a doe early on or anything like that, so I uh, just stayed out of there, just uh, kept working, and uh, just, I don't know. That's really about it. I don't just luck, really. I guess. Uh, what, would you say? What would you say about this year's rut? Was it earlier, later, about normal? Well, for my property, I didn't, and I honestly didn't hear a, a, a buck grunt at all this year, which is crazy because I seen chasing, I seen bucks cruising, seen a lot of action this year, and for some reason, never heard any any bucks grunting. But uh, good, you know, buddy of mine that we mentioned earlier, he shot one. I believe it was October 20th, and uh, so obviously they were starting to move then, and for the whole month after that, um, seen bucks cruising, chasing, everything. It it was the craziest rut I've ever seen. I mean, it was the longest rut, um, a, lot of, a lot of deer action. Our cameras were just filled with bucks, different bucks, real good deer this year, and uh, passing all them deer up for the last few years is starting to pay off, and... Uh, you know, we seen we had uh, quite a few shooters on camera and a lot in the daylight too. Just not in the right spot at the right time for them. But uh, um, I think just I think staying out of there and uh, passing them does up. You know, or even you know just not shooting does. You know, a lot a lot of friends of mine like to try to get that doe out of the way early on, and I think that might be the the wrong thing to do. Shoot your does late. You know, so if you need meat, shoot them late. You know, otherwise you might get a buck in there, and yeah. that might take care of your meat anyway. So I like to shoot my does on the edge. Yep. I go to the south side of my property. I've ran cameras there, got bucks on camera. I've never got a buck on camera during daylight. I've never seen a buck on camera during daylight, but I got does every day. And you're probably not getting bucks till rut. Yeah, and that's, and that's why I got you're in there. I got they does every does day, too. so I I go in there and I blast a doe. And I literally, I'm 500, 600 yards for where I think the bucks are bedded. They never know I'm there. I got perfect wind. And uh, if I, that's the one place that if I have, like, a southwest wind, I'm literally hunting, like, 200 yards from a house. It's blowing right at the house. Those never, I mean, I, they're probably used to human scent that a little bit that close, you oh, know. Yeah. I go in there, and I smoke a doe, and I just, I, I'm a done, you know, or. Or I built, I had that food plot last year, and and I spoke to doe on it, and it's just so far away from from the, where the bucks are. So that's that's a good point, though. Don't go to your best stands trying to shoot a doe if you want to shoot a buck later on. That's a good point. Exactly. You know? Try to try to crush it in there. But you're 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 one of the multiple people that said that the rut started earlier in October. That's been on this podcast. Yeah, I was, I was trying to figure out if he's talking about 2017 or you like 2015 because. 
to show yeah. the hell wasn't going on in my face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but you know what? And it, it's it's funny to hear that because this year between, you know, on our property and uh, in just this local area, we had a lot of bucks, a lot of, you know, similar stories, seen a lot of a lot of chasing early and uh, and it lasted for a while, but I got a few buddies of mine that are pretty uh, regular shooting big deer every year and this was their off year which was kind of kind of weird to hear that because this is by far the best year i've ever i've ever had bow hunting you know just seeing deer and uh, i i passed up numerous you know 140 inch 10 pointers just pretty tens you know but after seeing some of these deer on camera i knew i needed to pass them up and uh it you know it paid off and and i'm a big shed hunter too so if i don't shoot a buck i'll just go pick his horns up i don't yeah. I, I, I don't mind i'm not I'm not that. That's why I told know. Ryan I got a giant. I was hunting it now. It's to the point where I'm like, I'm not gonna shoot him, but yep. hopefully I don't pressure him off and yep. and we can find the sheds. But if you don't, if you don't get him during bow season, you cross your fingers during shotgun season. And then you go yep. look for sheds during shed season. Yeah, that's so. what I did. I know he made it through both shotguns, uh, so I got a good chance. He's not pressured on my property, so hopefully I I finally get that 180 set. There yeah, like go. I've got pictures of you. I just your horns are awesome. Let let me let me get a feel on them. I just want to get a score on them. See right. what it's gonna be next year. You know, but but uh, yeah. Uh, well, what what for you would be a perfect rut scenario? We we uh we heard homies, but he can let us know. But what what for you like the you know the conditions? What what's a day that you're just pumped? You know what? Well, when I get that that southeast wind for my favorite stand. Southeast wind, you know, a cloudy day, maybe drizzle, you know. Um, this year was pretty windy. I don't prefer too much wind, but I like, you know, 8, 10 mile an hour, just something that, you know, can I can get away with a little movement, a little sound, and uh, just uh, probably a day where, uh, you know, nobody's hunted the property in, in a few days, too. You know, nobody's been in there, you know, uh, tromping around, leaving their scent anywhere. And uh, I do like uh, I like wet days, you know, whether it be drizzle or you know after a rain or whatever. Cause it's quiet getting into, even even mud. I love that. Um, I don't like I don't like hunting in bright sunny days. I don't know why. I uh, just feel feel like I'm you know gonna be seen or you know stuff's reflecting off my equipment or you know whatever else. I just I just feel like it's too calm too too easy to spot me i don't know why even though it may just be all in my head but um but I, I do like cloudy days i like uh seems like i could see deer better that way too they their horns stick out a little bit yeah that buck you shot but it was awesome in the pics it was all wet yep. real dark looking yep. it was pretty sweet oh so. yeah yep what? and I, I tell you what i if i didn't see his horns i probably wouldn't have seen him i definitely wouldn't have hurt him and yeah. uh and he was you know 45 50 yards but the first time i saw him so he, he was, was, was kind of chocolate horn though wasn't he yeah he's a little bit darker yep he's he wasn't he wasn't yeah, white or anything see we don't we, i mean i'm not saying we don't have any of those but that's just not the dna on on my piece it's all white and Real bright. bright yep it, it, you know i've hunted that property all my life and uh 15 years ago we had nothing but bright white eight pointers i mean every deer you saw was an eight whether it's a big eight little eight whatever they're all eights and then we finally started seeing some tens and now you know 10 10 years later we're starting to see a lot of non-typical um 
features, you know, we're starting, we had three or four deer this year that had pretty good drop tines on them. The one I shot had a drop tine starting, had two kickers off the, off the G2. We're starting to get a lot of, a lot of gnarly junk looking deer and it's, it's, uh, I don't know what's causing it, but you know, it's, it's definitely nice to see on camera. It really gets you pumped, so. Dude, I get one of them on camera. I'm going nuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. His, his cameras are blowing up this year, man. But Yeah, and I, this is the first year that I hadn't even really messed with them. I just kind of gave all the, the camera work to my brothers. You know, I, I gave them my cameras, and I said, you guys can mess with them. I, I don't like getting in there and checking them. And that's another that's another thing, too. Uh, Got to stay out. Of, can't can't check your cameras every yeah, two days. I, yeah. I, uh, I, I hear just, those guys that are like, every two weeks go in there and check them out that just scares me dude yeah. if it's in a money spot i'm not checking that thing unless i'm going in hunting or i got the perfect conditions and i want to see what's going you know I, I don't know that's why i got that mobile cam if it, it's in my money spot i and it's in a spot that when the battery dies after two months i'm like i don't know if i want to go change them batteries or not because it's just so good i don't want to i don't want to be in there you know what i mean but What's your perfect rut day, homie? Dude, it is a nice, bright, sunny day. And the wind's coming out of the west like 10, 12 mile an hour, just straight west. Paint me a picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, I, I've never had good success or even deer movement in general on a cloudy day. And I, I don't know, like... When I look at the weather and I see it's gonna be cloudy, but I'm going hunting, I'm just like, I just kind of go into it with a bad attitude, and you know. I'm, <laughs> I don't know if that matters. I mean, I, I feel like you need to go into it with a good attitude, to be honest. But it's just that just kind of kicks me down because I've not had very good success at all with a cloudy day. And then here, you and Josh, this year, got it done on some stud bucks. With it, with just a nice drizzle, which we had, <laughs> my pre rotation was just it rained the whole time. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I get to watch, uh, I get to see a lot of deer off the train. You know, I run right through the heart of Iowa, and uh, I'm right there behind you almost. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I get, I, you know, sitting there, you know, going across across the state. You know, I I see different times of the day, what they're doing, um, you know, where they're at, and everything, and. I tell you what, I, I see a lot in the middle of the day, especially during rut, but when you get them cloudy days like that, and um, I don't know if that has a lot to do with it or what, but I, I sure like to get out there early when it's when it's cloudy because I feel like they move sooner. You so know? you're running the Atoma sub? Yep. Well, now I'm everywhere, but, yeah, I, I generally oh, did. Or, I, or I'd run right through Missouri and i go to well, Kansas City. You didn't City, so. hit about a mid-170s there about just before Glassstone, did you? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Good. We're good there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, uh, I like those days where, like, I, I text homie the day that I shot my buck, and I said, it's on. I'm shooting something today. And he was like, whatever. It's October 15th. It's October law. I'm like, yeah. dude. I'm like, it's on. This is it. This is the day. I'm shooting one. So it's that front came through. Uh, it was like, 30 mile an hour wind, rainstorm like crazy, and it broke at like 11, and I'm in the timber by 2. It's still drizzling, you know, and uh, wind, I mean, wind's howling. It but started like one of them days that you never think about even going yeah, You out. wouldn't even think about going out. No. You're like, nothing's moving, you know, and wind's howling, but I, 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 you know, like I say, I'm 
I know the weather better better than the weatherman, you know, during during deer season. And the last two hours of light, you know, it's 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 light a lot a lot longer early season, you know. It's just dying off. It, I mean, it's just the wet the temps or the temps are diving, uh, cold fronts coming in, and the winds just dying too. So, got down to thirty seven, drizzling, and and the wind dropped to maybe ten out of the west northwest, dude. And and I I, I mean I seen ten deer that night, and I sh- and I shot a a really nice buck with a bow during October lull. So, so those those hazy days I'm start they're starting to grow on me. But I'll tell you what. November 12th, nice sunny day, <laughs> about an eight mile out of the north, frozen CRP grass. Now my heart's pumping, baby. I hear them big bucks bark, bark, coming through the CRP. Man, I'm, I'm Just hooked. Just bumping does. Just bumping does, man. CRP stands. <laughs> yeah, CRP well, stands. So going back to the, to the drizzle, my older brother's got a theory on turkeys. He says the time to hunt turkeys is when it's raining. Yep. He says you're gonna see turkeys when it's raining. So I'm on pre-vacation and I got more film of turkeys than I did deer. <laughs> and so after that, I mean, because half the time I think he just don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> That's your brother. You're not gonna. Uh, yeah, exactly. So after I was actually out there a decent amount of time in October this year, and <laughs> I promise you, it rained every day. And almost every day I've seen turkeys. I mean, it's, I was like, they're, and you know, you just see them and you're just like, well, it's raining. He's, <laughs> He's kind, probably right. He's kind of got a point here. <laughs> yep. And I've always said that. I, I just hated knitting that he might be right, but he shot a turkey with a bow in the rain. And out of a blind he's, or raw yeah, dog? It, out of a blind. He, he can't raw dog it. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you get turkey tags? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I got, I got a, I'm a, I'm a applied for a second season and. You gonna get a Knox County? I got a Warren County. You better get a Knox County. I, I'm gonna apply again for a fourth season. So. No, sec, I don't know. What do yeah, you think? What do you I, think, Josh? What season you like? Here in Illinois, if you guys don't know, I know we got listeners from Kentucky to Louisiana to Missouri, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. New York, so, all uh, over. So uh, we get, what, we get five seasons, right? Yep. And we gotta pick our seasons, each tag. It's, it's it's hard, man. I you mean, can't get more than two. Yeah, you can't get more than two. Can you get, you get two? Three. You can get three. Can, can you get, get three? three? Yeah, you can get three tags. Can you get? Can you get a little overkill? Can you get two in the same <laughs> season? No. Uh, that I don't think so. I, don't I think I, I think in the first lottery you can only apply for your first tag. I, I think you can get a tag a lottery. Because I was just reading it the other it's night. It's so confusing that we live here and we don't really know what's yeah, going on. Just we just apply, and if you get tags, you get tags. I usually just get, and you usually get the you know whatever you want. Yeah, so. you don't yeah. Only get whatever you want. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I it's not just like get one deer hunting. Nobody's not everybody's putting it in. Yeah, I mean, only certain people are. I mean, so the reason I put in for Warren County, I mean, yeah, I got the situation going on with my piece. You know, we might not have it, and the guy said, you know, call us in the spring. Okay, well, Christmas. Yeah. I'm down at the in-laws, talking to her cousin. He's like, yeah, dude, we got, well, they call this piece of 73, this 73 acre, but it's actually like 116. <laughs> so they deer hunt it. They're like, yeah, dude, we'll see like 30 turkeys come out in the field, just one by one. 
I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, are we going to turkey hunt it? Like, we turkey hunt it? <laughs> He's like, no, man, we don't turkey hunt. I'm like, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> so, got the wife signed up for a turkey tag. Uh, oh, you roped him in with the wife, didn't you? You set the bait out there. <laughs> be like, oh, yeah, I'll take, I'll take the, I'll take her out there. Hunting. I know. I told her. I said, I mean, I've been talking for the last. She listens six to the podcast. Years. Wife's hardcore listener. Oh, <laughs> hardcore, hardcore. All right, so, that's good. Uh, yeah, so I told her, you know, I, I've been telling her for the last six years. I need to get out to that seventy-three piece and learn the layout because it's just another place to deer hunt and. <laughs> Obviously, they got some super good turkey hunting there that nobody's even tapped into. So I got her signed up for second season, Warren County, and I think we're going to put at least one bird down second season. I told her, I said, it's a little different than deer hunting because we're going to have to get up like 3 a.m. Yeah. Because you got to get in there way before the birds are even awake. And you're going to have to run and gun. That's what I love about turkey hunting. I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you're going to sit for like an hour and a half try to just straight up call one in after that it's running good so yeah. that, that's what we we're talking about you know you're wearing your bibs and shorts underneath because yeah. 9 a.m is going to get a little steamy yeah, on you. <laughs> but yeah I, I i applied for a second season uh knox and a third season uh spoon river state forest yeah i mean i'm i'm going dirty on the uh, there's a lot of the, birds out there and i'm gonna let this out on the podcast but i this might be a might be the wrong place to do it but I'm gonna. I'm applied. You can't mushroom hunt till 1 p.m. But if I have a turkey tag, I can mushroom hunt before that. So I can get in there, mushroom hunt plus turkey hunt combo and be legal. That's just. See, on, I'm thinking, man. That's just on the Spin River piece. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, thinking. Okay. So I'm getting turkey hunting. Turkey don't work out. I got a turkey tag, so I'm still turkey hunting. But I'm also mushroom hunting before the time that people that don't have turkey tags can be in there. For sure. So I'm I'm double dipping. Do let not me, repeat let, my idea on the, if anybody's listening and lives around here. <laughs> That's just big dog status right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm also gonna go the third lottery on the fourth season, just just myself. I don't think she'll be she'll be up for the fourth season. It's, it's a warmer. Little tougher. It is it is warmer. But then I mean, it's still You never know, dude. It's still you fifty degrees in the morning and yeah. she she's gonna have to get through the first forty five minutes. Man, fifty degrees. That's that's I beg for fifty degrees yeah. right now. <laughs> that was like that was like second second shotgun weather. Yeah, <laughs> right, That's right. I was out there in a bikini top. <laughs> Instagram, check it out. <laughs> uh, you get any tags, Josh? Or you just gonna I film didn't. this year? I, didn't. I haven't gotten a turkey tag in the last few years. Uh, I take a good buddy of mine about every year. Yeomans, you know him. Oh, yeah. I take him every year, and uh, yeah, I, even Yeomans teamed up. That'd be sweet. Oh, yeah. It's uh. I don't know. It's always been it's been fun for me to go, uh, film, call, just watch. Uh, I get a kick out of helping people get their first bird. Yeah, but I, like, I love turkey hunting too. Man. I don't want to say it's lost its fun, but you know, I'd rather see somebody else shoot a turkey than myself. I so. watched that Cheney on Instagram do that fan where he stops up yep, on him, yep. and, <laughs> and I'm I'm <laughs> not on public ground, but my private ground, boy, I'm I'm like I'm kind of like you. I'm from Missouri. I probably shot 30 birds yeah, or better, exactly. you know. I mean, this is just what you do down there. Turkey season is like a month long, and you don't get one season. You get the whole month, you know. So uh. you just get to go gangbusters <laughs> on them, dude. So, so, I mean, you can hunt every morning, you know, for a month. You know, there's just so many turkeys. So it's kind of lost my fun, just like Josh said. But I didn't get a tag last year, but I've shot one with a bow the last three years. 
So during fall season, so you know, I'm gonna go out and I'll shoot one. I shot one with a gun three springs ago, and I doubled up. So I was that. That's my plan for that fourth season is bow only. Yeah, I think I did second and fourth season. And I got two birds that year, but I was I just do second because it starts on. Saturday. Yeah, and it, yeah, you get a weekend. I think it's the yeah. second, third, and fourth you get a weekend. The first is no weekend. It's like Monday through Friday. Yeah, that's for the rich people that can take off during early season. Yeah, I mean, who takes, not, off, for, who not, takes off vacation for? Yeah, not for saying season. I'm gonna, you know, burn a vacation to Turkey because that would be sweet. Hey, 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 baby, approved <laughs> <laughs> absence. I'm in. I'll slide that pre vacation. I got the first week October or the last week of October, the first week of November last year. So yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, or yeah, for next year, I'm pretty. Uh, I think I'm gonna do the first. Full week in November and then the week before shotgun, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, that'd be a good plan. I uh, but that's two I straight like, weeks. I like so my man, AAs, huge. man. I like my AAs, so I'm gonna do. Uh, that's tough, man. I I've decided. I don't know. I might do the. I like the. I like late. I like seventh through the fourteenth. I think. Wait, well, I don't know how the weekends are gonna fall, but that week somewhere in there, you know, fifth through the twelfth, whatever, you know, something like that, but. That's my I plan. Think, I think November starts on like a Wednesday. It's yeah. weird. But, uh, you, uh, we heard you've been doing some coyote hunting, been having some success. I know you're a huge coyote hunter, and want you. You got any tips and tricks for coyote hunting for the listeners out there? I know we're kind of getting off way off talking about the whitetail, <laughs> but I mean, you've been you've been killing dogs for a long time. You got the setup. And, yeah, I uh, well, being that I've lived here my whole life, I. Uh, have a pretty good relationship with a lot of farmers around here. I have a lot of ground that I can coyote hunt, so um, that that helps me out a lot. Uh, a lot of pheasant habitat in this area, and uh, about the about second gun season, about the time that's over, I quit bow hunting. So I'm uh, usually hitting the coyotes pretty hard. Uh, this year I was planning on waiting for the first snow, but it got cold and froze the ground before we got the snow. Yeah, and uh, I I I know them coyotes tend to freak out a little bit when they can't dig mice up and everything so i uh, the last time i went bow hunting i heard a a group of two or three in the timber where i bow hunt uh they let loose right right there in the evening and uh two days later i decided to sneak out there i figured there were probably a couple young pups in there i figured they'd be pretty easy to call in and uh so i my first first setup of the year i uh called for probably 30 seconds and about 30 seconds after i quit calling one comes sneaking out of the timber and uh was able to put him down and uh big dog too um wasn't a pup so might have just been a little bit of luck but you know definitely an uneducated dog so yeah. what Did, uh, uh, what boomstick you got i shoot a 243 uh, yeah i've always hand loaded for a 243 and uh so i i don't know i like to have a little range and like to have a little knockdown power but i still shoot a light up bullet it's not blowing into pieces so but uh Yep, I uh, use a Fox Pro. I've had it for probably five or six years now. And uh, but back to what you were uh, you were saying uh, or asking, uh, I don't. I just I hit them hard. I love coyote hunting. They're smart. Uh, you have to play wind. You have to, you know, especially with the electronic collar. I can I can hunt downwind of my collar so that a lot of times these coyotes will circle to me. And uh, it's just really about sneaking in there and uh just outsmarting them and it's not very easy to do but the weather we're having right now uh 
they are freaking out. So yeah, I seen is, one digging off the interstate, middle of the day, out in the middle oh, of the field, yeah, yep. digging from ice. But yeah, that's good. So, so you know, hunt down wind. Make sure your calls up wind, and because yep. they're always going to circle. You know, oh, yeah. unless they're crazy hungry, I've had them just run straight to the call before. But most of the time, they circle, and and uh, it's kind of like deer hunting. When you shoot a coyote, I mean, it's it's kind of like shooting a nice buck because they're so smart and majestic, man. Yep. I mean, they're just yep. an awesome animal and. And uh, I've had pretty good success with it. I'm I'm gonna start chasing them soon. I'm still hooked on the deer right now. And, but uh, two weeks that'll be over. I know. Two weeks, man. That's yeah. crazy. Two oh, weeks, yeah. and then what are we gonna talk about on the podcast? I guess <laughs> we're gonna change our name to Turkey Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey Legacy. I'm shed Legacy, season. <laughs> shed. Squirrel Legacy. Yeah. Shed hunting <laughs> Legacy. Shed boys. Trapping maybe. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have to do something, but yeah, we a... might we might have Josh back on for some shed hunting because he is a knockout shed hunter. He has he's found some studs. He, he better than you. Ah, yeah, yeah. He's got more ground, and he I don't know if he walks more than me. But he finds more sheds. So Maybe last year. Last year was my first year actually having to walk everything because yeah. I, I was the first year without a four wheeler, so I I had to literally walk everything that I I can shed hunt. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna set the old game up here. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> he's good. I mean, what's what's your best year for numbers? Well, uh, I think for me, fifty two. I think was my best year. I mean, um, and that and that's it, it, for if anybody's listening to this like out west when you guys find like a hundred, you know. It's different here. I mean, my best year ever is 27. And I, I've walked over. I, that's a 100-plus mile year. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's insane. 52? Get out of here, dude. That's crazy. That's, well, that's uh, about good. six, seven years ago, a good buddy of mine that I used to shed hunt all the time with, uh, we found 108 together. And then I think we found eight dead deer that year. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that, that, that was our best year together. And... Uh, Last year, I have a whole new respect for shed hunting. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> last year as well. As last year we didn't have a winner, and I think I found like twelve. I was like, "This is embarrassing." <laughs> well, I, and I tell you what, if you if you're one of those that does all your shed hunting on foot, it it's really hard to get out there too early because you'll wear yourself out, you'll yeah. burn yourself out, and then you kind of start losing interest. When it's in good, it. you stop going. It's like it's like my lease. I don't go out there till it third week fourth week of february yep and then you know state ground or my hit early you know yep. oh yeah but uh just because it gets picked over and uh i don't really think you can bump the bucks off there because i think they're kind of used to getting bumped a little bit but they're just nocturnal you know and uh i found a lot of sheds out there and i got quite a bit of shed ground but not not a lot but uh i do i find a lot on state ground so it's possible guys get out there and walk uh, I always tell the the wife I'm gonna lose about ten pounds during shed season. <laughs> so I always say that, but I never end up doing it. <laughs> yeah. I must eat pretty well it's, at night. It's because it's so cold, and we're always inside just eating. And then we're like, ah oh, man, I might might as well go shed hunting. But I uh, I got my boy out last year on his first shed, and uh, hopefully hopefully we get some warmer weather late, and I can get him out. And I seen that shed. That was nice. Shed. Yeah, yeah. He's nice. he's pumped about it. He's he carries around the house. He's he likes it, so hopefully I can That's get him good, out. Good family sport. Too. Yeah, it is. Shed hunting is great. I got I got my border collies pretty much trained, and I got a lab this year. Who is uh, if anybody's out there that wants to train my lab to shed hunt, uh, let me know because I could I could use some help. She's getting it, but I've never seen a more lazy lab. She's just <laughs> like not not into it. You know, I'm giving her treats and stuff, and she'll do it for about 
30 minutes practicing, and then, then she's over it. But uh, I think we're going to wrap this up, guys. Is there anything else, Josh, you, you'd like to say or any pointers you'd like to put out there for the people listening? Mm, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't like to give out too many tips. But. Hey, man, I, I, I respect you as a hunter. I think you're, I mean, pretty successful at shed hunting and, and reading ground and knowing where to set up. I mean, a lot of the stands on that property you set up, you know, yeah. by you, and, and and everybody's having success in them. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think my brother's almost hunting my stands more than I do, so yeah. that makes it a little tougher. But, but I, like, I've, I've had the, the luxury of hunting that ground my whole life, so it's, I don't want to say I had the deer pattern, but. You know, I'm I've got them set up in the the hot spots when rut hits. So yeah. I am pretty fortunate in that aspect. I'm not hunting blind. I'm not hunting public ground that I've never seen before. Just you know, hoping and always got to do is to let them so, grow. Yep, yep, yep. And and we've been doing it. I've got you know my brothers all on the same page as they've gotten older and shot good deer. They're starting to be a little more selective, and uh, it this is uh, the year that it really proved to pay off. We've that seen a lot that of is deer. key. When everybody on the whole piece, yep, I and mean, even I, neighbors, our I would say I don't are, know if you talk to your neighbors or yep, not, but our neighbors. I mean, if you say, same. "Hey, we're trying to shoot 135 and up, or you know, 140 and up, yeah. or just you know, put an age class put on mature, it," you, you know, yeah, you know, yeah. four and a half or whatever, oh, three yeah. and a half, you know, it's. I mean, that is huge. It's hard to do. I mean, because oh, you yeah. you can you can cover some ground. I mean, you can a bucks some. home range. Yeah. You know, I mean, if we have we have the potential. Man. I mean, we have the potential. The our area, people say two hundred is a, a crazy number, but no, they're they're found a lot dead, yeah. and people shoot them. My and, dad found one two years ago. Yeah, and then that one that got hit by a car. Two oh nine. Two oh nine. The one that dead. just got Monster, hit. Dude. Yep. <laughs> the one that just got hit that you yep. guys had track camping. One ninety eight. One ninety eight is typical. Yeah, and that had an eight inch drop time. That was yeah. the only non typical point. Yeah, this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's possible. You it's know? definitely there. And uh, last couple of years, our neighbors have shot deer that have pushed one seventies, one eighties. So yep. they're there, and they're and and that's good that they're you know they're passing these little deer yeah, up. potential and genes is obviously there. Yep. You know. Yep. So once but, they shoot these big deer, they learn to pass them after that. Just like you said, a, a bad shed season and a bad turkey season puts you right back in your place just when you think you got both of them figured out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Turkey season will humble you real quick. Yeah. 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 You, you go out and shoot a bird in the first five minutes of being out there, you're thinking, oh, this is pretty easy. And then the next year, you, yep, exactly. <laughs> you, spend, you spend your entire your entire season Chasing Trying to birds. find a bird. Yep. You're like, they're gobbling. Dude, yeah. goblin. They gobble the till they fly hard. down. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the ground, you're just like, it's 715. It ain't well, the other gas is Dallas. You got anything to say, Dallas, to the people out there? He's <laughs> 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 trying to cut this off. So. Dallas has got to pee. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything, Ryan? No, I mean, just what I said there, a, a bad shed season and a bad turkey season can turn you real humble real quick. But other than that, Shoe hoy. Shapiti, baby. That's what I'm talking about. All right, guys, going to end this out here. We appreciate you guys listening. And we love you guys. Remember, plan your hunt and hunt your plan. Remember, always have fun.